This is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you daily updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. I'm Sean Zeller. It's Thursday, March 19th. Confirmed cases of the coronavirus surged by more than 2,000 today and now top 11,000 across the United States. That now includes two members of Congress, Republican Representative Mario Diaz-Ballard of Florida and Democratic Representative Ben McAdams of Utah. The State Department says it will soon recommend that Americans overseas return home immediately or plan to stay put abroad. President Trump signed a new law granting paid leave to employees of small and medium-sized companies ill with coronavirus, caring for a sick family member or a child out of school. And Senate Republicans released a second stimulus bill, providing direct payments of $1,200 to every U.S. adult, as well as relief for businesses. Farmers, meanwhile, are lobbying President Trump to allow them to bring in foreign laborers to work their fields as a halt in visa processing threatens to curtail this year's harvest. We begin tonight with CQ Roll Call reporter Niels Lesniewski to tell us about the latest on the next stimulus bill. I'm Chief Correspondent Niels Lesniewski. Today we have been waiting for the Senate Republicans to unveil details of a $1 trillion or more uh, economic stimulus package that we expect will include some $300 billion in aid to small businesses to try and keep employees on the payroll, uh, plus potentially two sets of checks to be sent to Americans or more likely direct deposits, assuming the Internal Revenue Service has information on file, the emerging plan would provide up to $1,200 per adult, up to $75,000 of adjusted gross income for people filing uh, separate tax returns. Uh, It would phase out after that. Uh, Obviously, this is all still subject to a lot of negotiation because it's only one of the so-called four corners on Capitol Hill uh, that is behind it. This plan also likely includes the assistance to airlines and other key industries, although that money may more come in the form of loans, uh, according to multiple Republican senators. Uh, This comes after President Trump has signed into law the first Uh, of the aid packages, the one that was designed to provide for paid uh, family and medical leave uh, and expanded because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the need for a lot of people uh, to stay home, largely uh, by order of government or because their kids are out of school uh, or they may be under a quarantine. Uh, So, We're waiting for the details of the next package. The negotiations are expected to continue uh, today, Friday, and into the weekend. We expect to have votes in the Senate sometime, uh, ideally sometime Saturday or Sunday. Catherine Tully McManus has more on what else has been going on around Capitol Hill in response to the coronavirus. I'm Catherine Tully McManus, congressional leadership reporter for CQ Roll Call. Congress was grappling with a new coronavirus reality today after two House members announced last night that they tested positive 
for COVID-19. Florida Republican Mario Diaz-Balart and Utah Democrat Ben McAdams both tested positive for the disease caused by the coronavirus. They both voted early Saturday morning alongside more than 400 colleagues and began exhibiting symptoms shortly after that. While interest in voting remotely was simmering before this, having two fellow lawmakers diagnosed seems to have changed the calculation for some in leadership. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer announced the House will remain recessed until a third economic package is ready for a House vote. He said the House will adjust its voting procedures to follow the CDC's recommendations for social distancing, saying that, quote, all options are on the table. On a Democratic caucus conference call today, House Rules Committee Chairman Jim McGovern said they were studying the feasibility of remote voting, something that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has previously said she had no interest in implementing. In the Senate, Democrat Dick Durbin and Republican Rob Portman unveiled a resolution to change the Senate rules to allow for remote voting in the case of emergency. The resolution would allow the remote voting for 30 days with an option to renew. But Rules and Administration Committee Chairman Roy Blunt said the Senate will continue to vote in person. Here's Mary Ellen McIntyre for the latest on health policy. Hi, this is Mary Ellen McIntyre, healthcare reporter for CQ Roll Call. President Donald Trump today focused on how to make treatments for people suffering from COVID-19 more available. The Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Stephen Hahn said that the agency is going to be using some of their existing protocols that are already in place to try to make drugs more available. He urged doctors to look into the FDA's compassionate use program to treat patients with experimental drugs or to look at drugs that are approved for other uses. At least one company, Gilead, which has a drug currently in a phase three clinical trial, says that it's already approving compassionate care requests to allow doctors to prescribe these drugs that are currently in clinical trials to patients suffering from COVID-19. Meanwhile, as Congress continues to craft its next package to respond to the health and economic effects of the virus, healthcare groups are angling for financial support. Hospital groups earlier today asked for $100 billion to go to frontline healthcare workers, both for logistical purposes like providing childcare for doctors who are working and have children at home, not in school right now, but also for building up surge capacity at the facilities that they work at. Just a little while ago, earlier this afternoon, the American Medical Association also sent a letter asking for additional financial support. Some lawmakers are hopeful that they can use the savings that would come from those provisions to provide long-term funding for community health centers, another place where people can get care and where workers are on the front lines of fighting the COVID-19 virus. And they say that they could really use the additional funds as well, both their typical long-term funding that they've been expecting to receive from the government for the past several months, but also some additional surge funding specifically for the coronavirus. John, back to you. The death toll from coronavirus in Italy rose today to more than 3,400, surpassing that in China and making Italy the hardest-hit country in the world. In the United States, the number of deaths rose to at least 171. We'll be back tomorrow with the latest policy developments from Washington. For all of the CQ Roll Call Newsroom, I'm Sean Zeller.